Welcome to the New American Weekly with Kate Daly. Let's get right to the most pressing headlines of the week. It's not about the right or the left, it's just about the truth. Let's do this. Hi there, so good to be with you. Sure hope your week was a good one and uh, that you're enjoying your weekend. And I know you want to get caught up on the latest and greatest. And I'm going to try to sum that up for you. Go to thenewamerican.com, thenewamerican.com. You can actually find all my podcasts there under podcasts. And uh, you can revisit the ones that you've listened to. And also, uh, The New American has fantastic reporting. You're going to love it. And I'm just uh, proud to be a part of The New American because I love their mission. I love that they give balanced, actual, factual Actual and factual reporting, and it's a rarity these days. So go to thenewamerican.com and also check out my other podcasts that I have there as well. And my name's Kate Daly. So good to be with you. And there's so much to talk about. So let's get right into it. McConnell, ugh, McConnell. (laughs) Everyone on the right is like, ugh, McConnell. And, you know, he's been in office since 1985. That's a long, long time. I was in high school in 1985. I've had a long life since then. And it's amazing to think that these people are in office for so long and do so, so little. And the things that they do actually hurt us on the right and the left. The right left game is the right left game for a reason. And it's the reason they call it a game. And he's played the game well. So he was afforded the position of the leader of the Republican Senate. Right. And, um, not the Republican Senate, but the leader of the side of the aisle in the Senate. So when he had made his announcement, all they were saying was he was just going to step down. He said, I would step down. The funniest part about his statement was the fact that he said, one of life's most underappreciated talents is to know when it's time to move on to life's next chapter. So I stand before you today, and then I'll insert this, not going to the next chapter. He's just going to have his last term as Republican leader of the Senate. He's still going to stay in like Dianne Feinstein, who could, couldn't even utter a sentence. But then, either can McConnell listen to this. Okay. Senator, you're up for election in three short years. What are your thoughts on that? I'm sorry, I had a hard time hearing you. That's okay. What are your thoughts on running for re-election in 2026? What are my thoughts about what? Running for re-election in 2026. Oh. <laughs> That's a, <clears throat> Did you hear the question, Senator? Running for re-election in 2026? Yeah, heard it. Yes. All right, I'm sorry, you all. We're going to need a minute. Senator. Benny. Okay. Somebody else have a question? Please speak up. Yeah, um, that was <laughs> that was beyond embarrassing. Um, of course, his assistant comes in to, and asks him, you know, uh, or, or uh, Benny, uh, get in here. Uh, oh my gosh, we have a problem. He's standing there, not answering any questions. Can't remember the question that was just asked him. Couldn't respond to the question. Long moments of silence and staring and looking bewildered. And then his uh, his muscle comes up and says, hey, "Can we go outside?" And he said, "And he says no." And they really want to usher him off, but they don't want to do it publicly on camera. He couldn't answer anything. 
he um, has no cognitive ability to be in the space that he occupies in D.C. in the swamp at all. And it's really sad to watch this because we get to see it played out in front of us. We see it with um, King Fraud a lot, Biden. We see it with um, eating ice cream. You know, oh, this ice cream is really good. That's about all he offers up. And then um, we're see, we saw it with Feinstein and had to be told how to vote. As an American people, when are we going to wake up to the fact that this is what we're served up? <laughs> and they stay there. And it's like Pelosi. Pelosi came in 1987, right around the same time as McConnell. Okay. And the sad part about that is that um, nobody ever really ran against her. In 2016, she did have somebody run against her. I interviewed this person. But other than that, nobody. Now, um, Nancy came from a mob family in uh, Baltimore. And nobody ever talks about that. But she was inserted in San Francisco, she was inserted into the political scene for a reason because she was a, a yes gal. She'd do anything she was asked to do by the deep state. And McConnell is the same version of that. He just plays it on the right. And so we see the right constantly throwing the game. If we were at a game and let's say the Super Bowl, I could talk about the dark history of that combined with the mafia <laughs> run. Um, run uh, system. And there's a lot of talk about the fixing of the game, right? Because they can, there's legalities. There's no legality there that says they can't. They're a private organization. They can fix whatever they want and they don't have to tell us they're not breaking any laws if they do fix the game. But this is a fixed game in Washington and it only serves the elitists behind the faces of the right and the left. And until we get that as an American people, we cannot save this country or move forward until we finally realize it. And not just a few of them, all of them. I know I hate to say that, too, because you're going, but what about my favorite? I assure you, if he's been in there longer than one term, they are telling that person what to do and say. Sorry, I know. I hate breaking that. I mean, I know there's many of you that probably understand that. We had uh, Mitch McConnell uh, step down from leadership. He should be stepping out and going into a facility, but okay. And uh, Senior Rothschild uh, died at 87 years old. Um, wow, can a patriot dream? <laughs> Good week for for somewhat removing voices that are um, pathetically doing this country bad turns and um, and corrupt. But I also wanted to mention before we get off McConnell that he had a pathetic score um, of uh, 57 at the Freedom Index scoring that you can actually look up. Just look up Freedom Index scoring at the New American. Okay, this is how I find out my stats on the politicians and where they're really at because they do a really good analysis of their scoring as far as voting on the bills presented for the Constitution, for or against, you know, are they siding with the Constitution? Well, McConnell only did that 57% of the time because he had to. You have to do somewhat, otherwise people will, re- will revolt, right? But it doesn't actually necessarily, one thing that we, is harder to calculate is the things that they don't do, the bills they don't write, okay? This has nothing to do with Freedom Index score because that keeps good track of what has been presented to them and then how they actually vote. But it's not the whole story. The whole story is going to be the fact that what they don't do, what they don't stand for, the deals they make, the times they're silent, we need 
we need even more ability to look into these candidates. And and I will go over what a candidate, what you need to ask a candidate. And the two things that candidates love to exploit that we have to be very, very careful of on the right because they exploit it well. Sorry to say. I mean, it's so sad, right? Um, so McConnell's gone. Hallelujah. I mean, from leadership, not from his position. And they also said he was the last bulwark against MAGA. <laughs> what? Um, okay. They're all against Amer- making America great again, if you want to be honest. And this right here, this headline, the last bulwark against MAGA is leaving leadership. Okay. He's still there. Number one. And Number two, do you remember how he always used to say that uh, Trump kept going off script? He was really into the script, and he stays on script really well. He's a good lap dog. He actually looks like a dog. Anyway, um, I'm getting off course. But the bulwark against MAGA, um, they're all against making America great again because they're pretty much all bought and paid for. So, yeah, they're not they're not in this for this country anymore, and they haven't been for a very, very, very long time. And what did that that headline do? All that headline does is it reinforces the right-left paradigm, the right-left game. And why do they need to reinforce that? <laughs> because they have to make the elections look legit. That's why. They have to make that they have to validate the election. The bigger the fight over the election means it's real. That's how they work it. That's how they do it. It's actually a really good strategy if you ask me. Be right back on the New American Weekly with Kate Daly. Can you believe after all the recent violent protests, looting, and destruction, some communities are considering either defunding or abolishing the police? If you agree that now is the time when police protection is needed most, then it's time we stand up and support your local police and the communities they serve. Call 800-JBS-USA-1 and request your free Support Your Local Police info packet. That's 800-JBS-USA-1 and request your free Support Your Local Police info packet today. Welcome back to the New American Weekly. I sure hope you have uh, used the phone in your hand right now. I know it's in your hand. Don't lie. <laughs> it's always in our hands. We, we, we should grow a third appendage just so we have one for the cell phone. Um, but uh, text Birchgold989898 and uh, text them my name. Just my name. That's it. Kate. K-A-T-E. Okay? Just those four letters. And uh, 989898 is the phone number. Text them for some incredible, incredible uh, advice on what to do with your money, the money hanging out there with IRAs and retirement, the money that you've got stashed under the mattress, just you, not amounts, but just talk to them about what, wh- how they can help you secure everything and how much, maybe what portion, okay, not, not how much, but what portion that you should have varied into all kinds of different things like silver and gold, Depen- depending on your age, depending on your lifestyle, depending on a lot of things. They are fantastic. I trust them. This is why Ron Paul trusts them as well. And Steve Bannon, we all love uh, Birch Gold for a reason. They've got a stellar reputation, 20 years, and they're good. They're just really good. So text 989898 and text my name, Kate. Um, so why did I say it was really good, uh, their strategy? You know, I'm being facetious, but it works because right now in America, all we see is 24-7 about the politi- about the presidential race. And it's really messing with us as people because we're not 
we're not paying attention to the stuff that actually matters. And you're going to go, but the president of the United States matters, Kate. Does it? Who's actually running the country? That's a hard one to answer. Who's actually running the country? It's a tough one. Because it's not the president. If, if it was the president, okay, and it really mattered, mainstream media would ignore it. If the race really mattered, and it mattered who sat in that seat, then the media would never talk about it. Boy, that's a fierce thing to say about the media. Well, it's well-deserved. They deserve it. They're, they're terrible <laughs> at reporting the news, the actual news, okay? And, you know, it's interesting, too, because people have asked me, am I anti-Trump? No, I'm not anti-Trump at all. I actually really like Trump. Um, Biden, um, and there's part of, well, Biden is, he's always been a loser. He's always been a joke. He's, and this is why his own party couldn't stand him. And this is why Jill had to stand up before the election and say, can you guys please just swallow a little and vote for my husband? Because, you know, we have to get bad Trump out. I mean, it was pathetic. It was sad. She was begging people to vote for him. So of course we know that he wasn't the most popular man in history by now. At least I hope you realize that. And um, he's a joke, okay? I think they've made it into even a worse joke because they want you to see that he's the fumbling, bumbling idiot. They want you to see it for a reason. And I've talked about this on this show, why that is. Okay? They, 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 they're gunning to actually get rid of him and put a new face on it because nobody has confidence on the left, on their, even on their own side, in him. So really it comes down to, do I like Trump? Do you like Biden? Okay, these questions get tossed around a lot. We're not asking these people to go to dinner. (laughs) We're not asking to marry him or be in a relationship with him. Whether or not we like him has nothing to do with casting a vote for somebody. Okay? I would imagine that the people you should probably cast votes for, the people that the politicians hate because they'll probably stand up a little more and do more. Now you could say that was Trump. And I'll agree with you. There's been moments where he's been very renegade and he has said things that he maybe wasn't supposed to say, like McConnell said, he went off script. Okay, Um, but I know that the office of the presidency doesn't actually really matter much because behind the scenes, you're going to have Goldman Sachs people working there. You're going to have the same people working for all the presidencies. All they do is just keep it their offices. Okay. Um, we and and we have the uh, special services, executive services that runs a lot of things, um, courtesy of the Obama um, 2015 executive order that gave them a lot more power. They are actually the ones um, that run things. Um, there's a lot of they. And we could go on and on. It comes from the Trilateral Commission. It goes to um, the uh, World Bank. It goes to International Bank of Settlements. There's a lot of they when I say the they crowd. They're actually running the country. But we don't want to think that. So we buy into the right-left paradigm of the presidential race. And the media hands us stories every single day about this. And you know I keep asking the question that people it makes people very uncomfortable because they can't answer it. Because once you start to answer it, you start to realize a whole lot of things are the Truman Show, if you've seen that movie. And the question is this. 
Why is Trump running for office if he knows it's rigged? It was rigged against him, right? 2020. So why is he spending his money as a businessman? Why is he doing this again? Why is he running for office? I have a feeling he may end up in the seat. I'll say that. It's a prediction. Could be wrong. 50% wrong. Okay. But I have a feeling he's going to end up in the seat. And I have a feeling that we're going to get very complacent again. And we're going to think that we've won. And this actually has nothing to do with Trump himself. I actually really like Trump. <laughs> I really do. And I, and I have. And I've st- said that over and over again. Okay. I don't even think his tweets were mean. I actually loved them. I actually like him. I actually think he's very good to his employees. That says a lot about somebody. They love him. There's a there's some good there that people do not recognize because they've been so indoctrinated to think that he's so awful on the left. On the right, we have either the savior complex or we have the anti-complex. I'm neither one. I'm not thinking he's going to save us and I'm not anti him. And I would hope that All of you would not be in these weird extreme camps either. They want us to be in camps over whether or not we like somebody. And again, we're not going to dinner with them. We're not, we're not, um, you know, they're not marrying your sister. Okay. (laughs) You don't need to like them or not like them. It's the job. Can they do the job? Can they stand up for the constitution and have a backbone and get rid of the deep state? No one's going to get rid of the deep state because the deep state's running everything. So you can't get rid of the deep state. Well, you could. But it would take the people. At the end of the day, we're the answer. It isn't somebody that's going to be president. It isn't, um, you know, if McConnell finally got a backbone in that mealy mouth little frame of his. Um, It's not about that. It's about us. We, the people who are constantly trained and brainwashed in behavior modification to think that who's ever in the presidency is actually running things. And that that's going to filter down. Even in Trump's era, even in Trump's um, presidency, we had all Goldman Sachs. We had the people still working for Obama, working for him. Flynn switched sides, apparently. General Flynn from Obama to Trump. Well, Flynn was, um, I think he was more or less like the decoy for the, um, they used him as the pawn for the Russian exploitation that would happen for three years while Trump was in office and they tried to impeach him over it. Uh, House impeached, Senate did not. And it was all a lie. The whole Russia thing was a lie. But Flynn was the character they used as the guy they were picking on. And so if you ask me what I think about Flynn, well, I think that he uh, was served up as a character either by admission or put into that position, but he was put into that for a reason. He was put into that for a reason. And he was put into that spot to keep eyeballs on Russia to make that Russia storyline real. He worked for Obama. I don't think people change sides politically that quickly. Do you? I don't think so. So there's a lot to unpack there. I'll be right back on the New American Weekly with Kate Daly. Don't go anywhere. The John Birch Society has been working tirelessly since 1958 to preserve freedom, safeguard the Constitution, and restore our God-given rights. We continually educate voters and lead the freedom movement. Join us as we work against a tyrannical one-world government. United as one, we can defeat this conspiracy against a free America. JBS founder Robert Welch said, Education is our total strategy and truth our only weapon. 
Go to JBS.org and join us in restoring this great nation. Welcome back. Uh, Kate Daly here with the New American Weekly and happy to have you listening, of course, and go to preparewithkate.com. Get some food storage. There's a lot of talk, a lot of chatter, for whatever reason, about us experiencing um, um, hacker attacks and cyber attacks and being without power. And of course, you have the movie um, that came out a while ago that I commented on, leave uh, Leave the World Behind or Leave All Sense Behind, however you want to look at it. Um, so there's a lot of warnings about that, whether they come to pass or they're used as fear porn, I would be ready. Go to preparewithkate.com. It hooks you into uh, Patriot Supply, which is fantastic. And uh, Patriot Supply um, has the best deals on the internet and uh, you can get some fantastic things there. So please, please, please go to uh, preparewithkate.com and, um, you're going to love it. You're going to love the deals, but just be ordering a few things a month. Okay. So important actually. Um, so I'm talking about candidates and they're the one thing that, that we lack as a people, because I was talking about us too, and we are the actual remedy, not somebody we put into office. So let me make that clear. But honestly, we lack courage. Um, it takes a lot of courage. I had a guy um, in, in a meeting once throw me under the bus, hardcore. Okay. It was a work meeting. And then afterwards came to me and said, Oh, I'm so weak and you're so strong and, and you know, you, you stand for things, but I can't, I'm, I'm just not made that way. I just can't do that. And, you know, people don't like you (laughs) because you're, you're strong. And I just looked at this person and I just thought, what a pathetic person, first of all. And second of all, what this person was really saying is I don't want to choose to be courageous. So what I'm going to do is tell you I'm weak because I still have to work with you. And I just want you to know that this is my biggest excuse in life and I'm just weak. And I'm going to attempt to give you a compliment while I excuse my bad behavior. (laughs) Okay. Courage is not a trait that you either have or don't. Courage is like a bicep. You either are going to exercise that bicep, it's going to be very large, or you it's going to be very tiny, and you have the choice on whether or not you want to take that bicep to the next level, or whether you want to keep it weak, weak and sickly looking. <laughs> Is this a great analogy? <laughs> okay, you want to look weak and sickly? Keep the keep the keep the bicep low. Okay, <laughs> don't do it. Don't do a darn thing except hoist up that milk jug. Okay. <laughs> That's about the whole, the whole of the exercise you're going to, you're going to get. Okay. Courage is the same way. I can choose to display courage. I can, I can, I can choose not to. So mealy mouthed excuses don't work and we can all choose to have courage. And it really is the one thing that we're lacking right now because there's been a lot of behavior modification going on. And I'll talk about that in just a moment, but the behavior modification, and I'll give you some examples from the 1970s is so insane. It's so off the charts. And we are groomed to think a certain way and to be very docile and to not attempt to do anything. Otherwise, you're called crazy or a conspiracy theorist or all the names they could think of to throw at you. These were all mechanisms of the intelligence agencies, the CIAs, in order to keep you from standing up and doing what you know you need to do for liberty. 
So a question I asked this week was, are we the first civilization to ever give up our, our 100% liberty willingly? And my friend Joe Wolverton, who's awesome, um, corrected me and said, well, yeah, we've, we've given it up. It's not been taken from us. Because at first I said taken from us. And he said, no, given up. And I thought, yeah, he's exactly right. It, we've given it up um, for the most part. Some of it's been taken. But we've given up. We've given things up. And, and I also want to say that when you're looking at candidates, if you could ask them to, to showcase the times in which they've displayed courage, in which they've had a backbone, and in which they were the, they were the lone voice, the lone voice, that's so important. When were you the lone voice in the room and you went up against everybody? Do they have enough examples? Can they fill an hour to tell you about all the experiences in their life when they displayed courage and a backbone? Because nowadays it's all up to courage, backbone, and your knowledge of the Constitution. Bastiat the law. Have they read it? Do they understand it? More than read it. Can they analyze it? Uh, it's a great read from the mid-1800s, Bastiat the Law. And then also the Anti-Federalist Papers and the Federalist Papers, because you can't understand the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, without reading the Federalist Papers on both sides. Um, and this is very important, because this means that you actually understand what you're doing. And we don't have enough people that understand what they're doing, right? They get into office, and because they don't understand, they're easily bought and paid for. They're easily told what to do. I have a state senator um, in my town, and he actually admitted this in a meeting, in a cottage meeting with people. And he said, he said, it was so interesting. He said, um, I'm just told what to say by the Republican Party. I don't read any bills. And people clapped. I'm not joking. The people that were there liked him and they clapped for him. And this is one of the biggest traitors I've ever met. One of the biggest sneakiest, snarkiest, worst politicians. But, and we, and we constantly make him the, the guy that leads the parades. Um, anyways, it's very interesting to watch somebody like this in action because he's admitting that he never reads anything. He doesn't know anything. And he's a pawn for the party. He's told how to vote. There's no courage there. He's, he's a shark. Okay. And I'm surrounded by sharks in my, in my community and in my state. My governor is a shark. Okay. They all parade around as conservatives, but they're sharks. They're terrible at what they do. Sneaky as, as all get out and manipulative. So how do you recognize in people? Because everyone's going to say the country's broken and I'm here to fix it. And, and, you know, abortion and, and I'm against abortion because if you're a Republican, you're against abortion. I'm against abortion vehemently, but they'll always say that they'll never vote on anything that even has anything to do with abortion. But they'll, they'll tell you that because why? Because they're trying to get brownie points. And there's a couple of things that they're saying and exploiting right now. And they have been doing this for a long time that are warning signs. Number one, I'll give you is the military career. I've had a military career or even worse, I've had a CIA career, which means you'll lie. Um, you'll do all kinds of things, right, that you think is in the best interest of the country or intentionally just terrible because you're told to do it. You're a yes person to criminality that they that they undergo every day. OK, against our Constitution. So when I hear somebody has a CIA career, oh, I just say absolutely 100 percent no. I see somebody that's that all they I had a congressman and all he could talk about was his military career. So what he would do is share cute little stories about being up in airplanes and the Air Force. And that's how he got through each speech, because people would laugh and think it was funny. 
The problem was is that he, for 10 years, uh, Congressman Chris Stewart voted yes on every NSA spying bill. His constitutional score hovered around McConnell's. He was terrible. He was an awful politician, scumbaggery at its worst. He called Trump Mussolini's to get people to vote for Hillary, even though he was conservative. He's very, um, it's very sickening. So military, 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 and we go, oh, I trust you because you were in the military. The military service has nothing to do with their knowledge about the Constitution, with their knowledge about the Federalist and Anti-Federalist Papers, because I guarantee you they are not passing the stuff out and testing and reading and doing all the rest, okay? None of that's happening. None of that's happening while they're in the military. And I'm not saying it's not good that people aren't in the military. It's just they exploit it to go into elected service thinking that they're going to win favor from you, the citizen, because they were in the military. Like it shows some sort of loyalty. All it does, well, it shows loyalty to certain people, but it doesn't show that you'll have a backbone and stand up for the country. I'll be right back on the New American Weekly. Self-reliance. It's not a phrase we hear much in our culture these days. It might conjure up images of pioneers, the West, rifles, strapping men and strong women. But what does it mean for us in today's world? The New American Magazine has just released its latest collector's edition, Self-Reliance, Foundation of Freedom. In it, the New American authors outline the necessity of self-reliance for a free people, tips for self-reliant living, and the importance of not giving up hope. This unique edition includes articles on the self-sufficiency of the founders, preparing for a worst-case scenario, firearms, financial self-reliance, the importance of community, and many other topics by expert writers. Now, for a limited time, The New American is offering a bundle of three collector's editions, Self-Reliance, The Great Reset, and Trump World, for just $19.95. A great stocking stuffer, available at shopjbs.org. Visit shopjbs.org today. Welcome back. You're listening to the New American Weekly with Kate Daly. I'm so happy you are. Um, I hope you had a, a really phenomenal week. I really do. Um, go to the newamerican.com. You're going to love it. Subscribe because you'll get alerts. They have a great magazine, all kinds of things over there. And you're going to love the reporting. It's going to be, oh my gosh, so fresh and so easy to understand when you take Fox News and CNN out of it. <laughs> it's amazing. What can happen with adjectives? They disappear. See, adjectives teach us how to think about the news, the news that they're, they, they say they're delivering at Fox News and CNN. And they, if you look for the adjectives, go and circle all the adjectives in a Fox News story. They're telling you how to feel. And that's when behavior modification, you know, gets its nice, nice little rubber stamp right there in our society is be a constant behavior modification. And I'll, I'll address that. The other thing that um, candidates exploit besides military, besides their military career, which has nothing to do with their knowledge, their backbone of standing up for the country. It may say, I joined the military because I love the country. Do you understand the country, though? A lot of immigrants, I shouldn't say immigrants, they're full on illegals, come across the border, sneak across the border and say they love the country. Do they understand it? I'm not comparing servicemen to to illegals. All I'm saying is it's different when you say I understand the country and I understand how to get some reform and to um, create bills that would like like a bill against the omnibus bills. 
Wouldn't that be refreshing? When did you see anyone with a military career ever write a, a bill against omnibus bills? Where they add in all the extra stuff and 5,000 pages later, everybody's getting a goodie. Okay? So you, you've never seen anybody write a bill to stop omnibus bills. That's how you know both sides are, are bought and paid for. It's really quite sad. Um, and we, the people, need to recognize this because our hope is not in Washington anymore. It's, uh, like I said, scumbaggery, <laughs> okay, at its finest. So you're not going to get the answers there. The other thing is belief in God. I, I, I have a belief in God, a very strong belief. So I, w- I would love to hear that from people, right? And I love to hear how they feel about it. But there's a line. There's a line when you're expressing what your true thoughts are. And then the other side of that line is exploiting it to win favor and to cram it down people's throats and to be fake about it to, to win favor, to win people's confidence. We need to be very leery of that. We need to understand that this is not something that you should, you should have red flags going off in your brain when somebody, it's all they'll talk about and somebody's cramming it down your throat. You know, little old Speaker of the House, Mike, Mikey. Remember the old Mikey commercials? Mikey will eat it. Well, Mikey will do it. That's really what his slogan should be. Mikey is down on the border telling Biden that he needs to do something about the border. Mikey likes to tell us that he loves God. Mikey likes to tell us all kinds of things. I don't trust Mikey. And I'm on the right. I don't trust Mikey. Why is that? Because he was picked by the party, number one, and they usually serve up the the worst fowl for dinner. Okay, so the Romneys, the Lindsey Grahams, the McConnells, you name it, they've served up these people and gotten behind him at the, as a party. And he was pointing his finger at the border, right, and, uh, and saying Biden needs to do this. Well, he knows more than anyone, I would imagine, that Congress, it's Congress's role to stop what's going on at the border. Okay, they could call for all kinds of things right now. It's up to them. Now, we have a Republican Congress. Why aren't they doing it? Why aren't they doing it? Makes no sense. Okay. Until you realize that the Republican Party, our party, has become the party of do nothing. The party of let the other side do everything they want to do and do nothing to stop it. Quietly. In the shadows. Or really publicly in this case. Because they're showing you they don't know anything. They're showing you that either they don't know anything, I should clarify, or they're intentionally not doing it. Now, at election time, before the Republicans took over the House, we were told that they had to have the win. Got to have the win. Got to have the win. Got to get a win. It's all about winning. Well, what did you win, Bob? A set of Ginsu knives. We didn't get anything for that win. Because why? This happened last time, too. When we had the House, we were going to get rid of Obamacare. We didn't get rid of Obamacare. Okay, we had all the power to do it. We didn't do it. And now we won't do anything about the border. We're, we're laying it on the president. The president doesn't have the authority for that. What's funny is the president's out there saying, I don't have the authority for that, which is correct, because they've told him to say that, the speechwriters, because he doesn't have a cognitive thought in his head, Biden. But he picks and uh, he picks when he wants to say that, because for the most part, he's writing executive orders that he has no authority to write. You're not allowed to write laws and regulations and demand shots and everything else in executive orders. So he picks, he cherry picks it. It's accurate right now, but he cherry picks, of course. So there's a lot of things like this. 
I'll give you one example since we're I, I've taken up most of the show today to talk about what to ask these candidates. Talk about courage. Ask if the people ask if the politicians like them. That will tell you everything. If the politicians like them run because they're only going to serve the club. Um, if the politicians do not like them and are not endorsing them, it's that's usually the candidate you want to you want to have. That, that's a good sign. That's the candidate you want. Same with media. If the candidates love me and love my interviews, it means I'm not asking any hard questions because they like to avoid that sort of thing. So for the media, if candidates consistently show up to your local, you know, talk show um, on the radio, your local candidates, your state candidates, your federal candidates, they pick somebody they like. It's usually because the person's a moron. (laughs) I'm just being real because they won't ask a single question. That's why the politicians like them. I used to be that. Um, I used to be kind of a moron when asking questions to the politicians because I was afraid a little bit until I realized the truth. And then when I started asking questions, that they turned on me and said, um, well, now now you're full of hate speech. It wasn't hateful. It was I was just exposing their records. So they don't like that sort of thing. So those are two good tests right there. Um, there's a lot of things that you should ask. Ask them what are the five pillars of the um, First Amendment? Okay, what are the liberties contained in the First Amendment? Go look that up yourself. <laughs> if they can't answer it, run. Because um, that's their job is to know those things, Okay. Five liberties, the five pillars of the First Amendment. Um, in the 1970s, our, I'll give you this example of behavior mod. Um, in the 1970s, our, um, food, our um, obesity rate was 15%. And then they, uh, Sweden came out with their food pyramid that was horrible. And we adopted it in 1992. And our obesity rate seven years later was up to 30%. It doubled. And now it's up to 42 to 49%. We have been behavior modified in the way of obesity. We've also, I I ran a commercial um, uh, today earlier from Burger King. And Burger King in 1993 went to using debit and credit cards. And everybody was voicing on the newscast how horrible this was going to be. And they couldn't imagine people using debit cards and credit cards continuously for every purchase. I mean, why wouldn't you use cash? That was 1992 or 93, 93. Our behavior now is we use debit cards and credit cards for everything. We are quietly going into digital currency without even saying a word about it. We're not, we're not, that is about absolute control. So we're giving up control um, because soon they'll be telling us how much we can purchase. Okay. Right now they're just looking at what we purchase. Soon it will be, now you can only purchase this much because of the climate or because of regulation or because of whatever. Okay, so this is the danger that we're getting and we're nobody's saying a peep about it. We're losing our liberty without even so much as a whimper. It's really, really sad. Behavior modification starts when we believe everything the government says and we believe everything the medical industry says without question. We're seeing a lot of that. We're seeing a lot of this. And I could go into so much detail about this, but let me say this. Those aren't the only two areas in which behavior modification, courtesy of Tavistock Institute, um, has actually infiltrated our society. And since the 50s, the behavior modification has been off the hook. It has been insane on steroids. And we are allowing this to happen because we will not stand up and say no. We, the people, have to stop this madness. We, the people, have to stop believing that these bought and paid for politicians are on our side. They're not. 
They have showcased it in public. They have told you who they are. And as my grandmother used to say, believe them. When they tell you who they are, believe them. We keep wanting a savior. Why? Because we're lazy. We don't want to have to do the work. We don't want to have to save this country. So we go, well, we set up a good government over 200 years ago, so we're going to just leave it there and just hopefully we'll get the right guy in. Has nothing to do with that. It's not about the right guy anymore. We've seen this. It's played out in front of us. The elections are rigged. We know this, okay? Nothing has changed, yet magic pixie fairy dust is going to make everything change? It's not because... The people in office are not running the presidency. They haven't for a really long time. And now we're finally just catching up on this memo. So we need to be the backbone of America. We need to get together and we need to save this country. It's not going to happen via Washington and it's not going to happen via your... You really only have city government left. All right? The New American Weekly with Kate Daly. Go to thenewamerican.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.